Hello, everybody. It's time once again. Hey, how about some music? For the Mythwits. I'm your host, Peter Bryant. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck it. This is a show dedicated to all things geek pop culture, drenched in absurdity, and coated with sarcasm. Every week, we bring on an industry guest to talk about the ever-expanding Geekoverse. We do our fans to be funny, but there are no guarantees. Uh, as I already said, I'm your host, Peter Bryant. And joining me on this episode is my noodly appendage, Mike Kafis. That was smooth and tight. You are not losing it, buddy. You are not losing it. <laughs> Somehow, the, the fucking theme was turned off. I don't know what the hell. Anyway, our guest tonight, you know him. He's been on the show before. Steven Wallet, our good buddy. What's up, dude? Hey, welcome back, Steven. Now, for... For those of you who don't know, Steve Wallet is a producer-director who has been involved in more than 150 film television productions. He has produced multiple books covering subjects from fantasy to horror to politics. His interests are as varied as the stars in the sky. As such, Steve has had many career changes. In his life, he has been a firefighter, a soldier, a criminal, a land surveyor, government contractor, a healthcare consultant, EMT politician, politician, entrepreneur, and ultimately an all-around nerd. Um, yeah, Steve, uh, 150 film and television productions. That is, uh, that's impressive. Yes, it's kind of insane, considering how little I've actually done. Right, I know. Yeah, like you, now, just so, so people know, I mean, like, you, he's, not, he's not Martin Scorsese here. Steve has backed a lot of stuff, and, and, and you've actually been involved in some of this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, most of my film credits are producer credits, you know, putting my money behind what I believe in. Right. And that's mostly what producers do. Some producers get involved, like get way too involved. Uh, but there are producers who put in, you know, like millions of dollars and they, they, they want return on investment. That is the truth. And, you know, most producers that get involved ruin the movies. Absolutely. If you've ever seen one of those movies where they talk about making movies and, you know, the guy comes in with this script and it, or girl, whatever person comes in with this script and it's an awesome script and say, you know what, this would be really good, but could we um, make the main character uh, an urban uh, a city a black girl? It's like, it's a country boy. I, what? You know, and they completely change the whole movie. And then it's like, yeah, this movie didn't make any sense. It was so disjointed. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So speaking speaking of movies, uh, oh, hey, Spence. Uh, speaking of movies, um, let's, let's do a wrap-up real quick because you've come on the show before talking about Word from a Gamer. That was a really big hit for you as, a, as movies go. Um, and, and, you know, we were kind of part of that a little bit too. But um, tell, what, what's the status of that now? Is that still on Amazon Prime? So Word from a Gamer is still up on Amazon Prime. Prime, and it's still burning through India. I don't know why they love the film in India, but Indians love Word from a Gamer. So much so that they've actually invited me to be part of the Academy of Film in India. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> well, I hope you like curry. You know, uh, actually, that, that's actually really neat. That It's so funny because, you know, you think about uh, movies and books and stuff, and we always think we're very, you know, we're very American-centric. And... Um, it's like some things just take off in other countries like crazy. Like China is a massive consumer of movies. Like a movie will make so much here and all over the world and everything. And then China will bring in like another billion dollars. You know, like I, I think know. Avengers is super huge in, in China, right? 
Absolutely. And, you know, uh, you remember our friend uh, George Fisher we grew up with? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so he became the lead singer of Cannibal Corpse. Well, Cannibal Corpse has never really done that well in the United States. In Europe, it is rocking it. He's on tour over there every year. Mm. It's like David Hasselhoff, right? Yeah. So David Hasselhoff is humongous over in Europe, apparently, or was. Uh, It never really made it very high here in, in in the singing aspects of it. All right. So word from a gamer has done well for you. Still, still rolling, still rolling. And, and on Amazon Prime. Mike, are you? Is there something wrong, Mike? You okay? My camera's being weird. So okay. give me a second. Right. Okay, all right. Just checking on you. All right. And then, so you did a second film, and this was this was one that you and I kind of did together, um, and it was like all improv, uh, and it was uh, don't say his name, and apparently that got a showing in L.A. Right? Yeah, it's actually this week. It's oh. showing in L.A. right now. If you awesome. are in L.A., go see it. We got uh, up on Nerd Rage News. There's links on Facebook, on our various social media. There's links that you can find out where it's at. But it's playing every afternoon this week in L.A. at the, at the film right next to the Academy Awards. Holy shit. At the theater. Hey, Steve, I'm a star, man. I'm on the big screen. You are, man. <laughs> That's... It's awesome. And they translated it into Spanish and German, too. Uh, das ist gut. All right. Awesome. That is, that is amazing. I'm, I'm on the, everybody, I'm on the big screen in LA. I've made it. <laughs> and the theater that we made it in is one of the few small theaters that a seven day run there qualifies the film to be a nominee for the Academy Awards. So the film will never get nominated, no. but it can be. <laughs> no, that's just, that's awesome. That's, I mean, and considering like like how we did that film, Steve Steve put out a, a call to all his friends. He said, "Hey, I want to do a movie. Uh, I don't. I just have some basic ideas. Um, let's just do this thing. Come on up." And we got up there, and it was literally improv. Absolutely. And you know, I actually the plan I had was a gangster film. But none of my gangsters showed up. So we did what we did. You know, we created a story. And actually, as the film is pretty crappy. But I have to admit, I think it's a good story. I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. A lot of this stuff was one take. I'm not a professional actor. I'm not trained to be an actor. And the kids, the kids that were in it, they weren't. I mean, nobody was, really. We just, we just did a thing. We had no script. We had no rehearsal. And it still turned, I mean, for that, it's, it's a fucking, it's a miracle that the now, thing was as, as good as it was. You, yeah. You gave me a copy of Word from a Gamer at Total Con. Yes. Do, do I remember correctly that you said that that movie, you, did, you tagged that on the end of that DVD? Yes, there is a link in that, in the Word from a Gamer uh, DVDs to watch that. I am so sorry I have not watched that yet. I, because I, I could be, I could be uh, getting, um, you know, signatures and shit. I could be getting, uh, you know. You people, should uh, be, you know. <laughs> you're, you're on a, a uh, international podcast with a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> Two of them, evidently. <laughs> And I gotta tell you, so Steve, Steve handles some. Or I don't know if you're still doing it, but I know you were doing it. Our IMDb stuff, right? Yeah, I still do. Okay, so it's awesome. I get, I get contacted from people on a semi-regular basis. Hey, I found myself on IMDb because I was on your show. That's awesome. I got to check that off my bucket list. So there's a lot of people that are really happy about being on IMDb because they've come on the show. 
Yeah, but your your show is a full production, and that's why IMDb recognizes it. Yeah, maybe we uh, use that as an advertising point. Get we yourself should. on uh, <laughs> IMDb to be on our show. Yeah, no shit, no shit. All right, so so Steve, you also been doing a lot of books, right? Um, yes. You've been cranking. How often do you crank out a book? Uh, in the past year, I've done six. Jesus Christ, that is prolific. Now, are these uh, are these these are kind of like novella size, right? I would imagine somewhere around fifty, sixty. Um, the the smallest one was about fifty thousand words. Most of them have been about seventy five to ninety thousand words. Wow. Okay, that's impressive. Um, and and did you have? I think you have like a is it the the series that you have? Is it two or is it three? Because then you got. I have, I have one series, and okay. then I have a bunch of individual books. So there's a. Uh, remember the video game I did? Yeah. Okay, so I did a series based on the video games. So that's uh, Nerd Rage Uprising, and then the sequel to that was uh, The Revelations of Aiko. And those, those two books are out. And I'm going to do a third book in the series, which will finish up the series, though I haven't started on it. Then I did a book called Murder Me Sunshine, which is about a uh, 12-year-old girl who is addicted to murder, and it's how she copes with her addiction. That's a really short one, but a fun read. And I did The Gorgon's Lament, which is like sex in the city, but it's a murder mystery set in that lifestyle about an artist who has a, uh, uh, what is, what would be the word for it? It's uh, an overly ambitious boss who wants to get in her pants and she tells him to hit the road and then he ends up dead and you have a crazy story that comes out of that. Okay. I did. I did a guidebook for, uh, called uh, Steve Wallet's Manual of Manliness, which is a guidebook for all men in the world for how to be a man because you need help. I need help. <laughs> yeah. So I just uh, figured I'd spring a buck for the Kindle edition. Not bad. So uh, I, I, I figure it's time. <laughs> it's time. Hey, stop. Shut up, you. Hey, Mike, if you're going to. Oh, never mind. I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> All right. I will leave that one alone. Uh, can, can we just touch on your, um, your Susian um, uh, endeavors? My Susian endeavors. Well, that book is out of print. That was uh, Donald, Donald Littlehand's Adventures of Politics in Dr. Seuss's Wonderful World. <laughs> That's, you uh, know, that actually went over real well. I sold uh, about 10,000 copies of that book. Are you serious? Yeah. And then I had one about Hillary Clinton, too. So I played both sides of the fence on that. Yeah, I, well, I, I actually like that. I, I like that, though. I mean, because, like, Steve Steve originally had written the – he wrote the Hillary book first. Um, he's like, but I'm going to be fair. And he turned around and wrote a Donald book. And it was – that that's awesome because it's, it's not like – he's not being, like, um, one-sided on the issues. He picks on both. Why isn't that book just an electronic version, though? How come that's not a... It wasn't physical version, but it's out of print now. No, no. Why is it not in electronic version? Because when I converted it to uh, Kindle format, it, the images did not match up right for their formatting. And I don't feel like doing the editing. Hmm. Yeah. Kindle, Kindle is... Um, and I, I know... Um, Let's see, I know Kindle is. I was gonna say I know Audible is, but that's audio only. But like all these book formats are very particular, and if you screw something up, they just kick it back, right? I mean, you, it's got to be exactly a certain way. Well, like I had a electronic version of Donald Little Hands and See Us for Crooked, and what happened was 
with the way the Kindle format is, the book was a square book, but Kindle's not designed for being square. Right. So the images ended up being chopped, and you could only see part of the page. It, it just it didn't match up right. Okay. Um, now, is, is Blasphemous Cocktail? Now, you did Blasphemous Cocktails. That was your was that your first? That was your first book, right? That was my first. Yeah. And um, is that it's on good. Kindle? Yeah, uh, no, that one's not on Kindle uh, because of all the artwork in it, formatting problems once again. All right, we got to so figure that out. Physical copies. We got to figure that out. That's got to. We got to get that on Kindle. You talk, talk to me. I'll, I'll get you hooked up. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. Um, okay. Because we need, I'll we need to get. On it. We need to get that on Kindle. No, I'm serious. We got to need to get it on Kindle because that is a great drink book. I love it. I, I think hey. that's. That is an awesome book. Yeah, and I, I just gave you a positive review on uh, Google Books. Oh, well, thank you. You're welcome. Now, you want to hear something crazy about Blasphemous Cocktails? Sure. I do. Okay. When I was at a convention earlier this year, I bumped into a guy. And I don't, I don't know him from anywhere, but somehow Blasphemous Cocktails came up. He hooked me up with another guy who bought one of my leather-bound editions for $1,500. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. And you had very few of those. Uh, there were only 25 ever made. Mm. Well, you know, it's funny. Mike and I run into people at conventions sometimes, right? Because we, we think, you know, we think three people watch this show. You know what I mean? Like, like it, it's just because we, we never get emails. We never get questions. I mean, nothing. It's like our, our listeners are very passive unless they come in, you know, they come in the uh, the chat room and, and talk with us. And we get good numbers, like, on our podcast and stuff like that. But, we you know, we just assume that. Yeah, whatever. You know, whatever. People, There's some people watch. People, two of us are us, right? But <laughs> so, we go to conventions, and we run into people all the time that are like, "Oh, I love your show." You're the, like Mike. Tell them the one time, right? You were outside smoking or something, right? Oh, that would have been a way back from when. Yeah, we were at uh, Gary Con, and I was outside, and this guy was like, like literally, sort of. He was having his own little moment. Like, you're uh you're Mike. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I don't know your last name, and I'm like. Uh, Kafis, uh, how would you know me? I mean, and he's like, don't you, aren't you one of the intimates? And, and I'm like, well, yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I, I fulfill my Kickstarter. I have to assemble a thousand pieces in, in this kit. And all I do is, I mean, I watch your show. It's so entertaining and I love it. And well, then I know, you know, that, uh, hey, if you're still watching, thank you. So, yeah. Uh, it made my day because that was like the first time that somebody was like, wow. No, so I get... I get people on, all the time. On yeah. Sunday, I was out in my yard working, and somebody turns into my driveway and starts honking their horn, right? I'm like, who the <laughs> hell is this? I'm out in the middle of nowhere. Nobody comes down my driveway. He's not kidding. He's, out, he's in the right? sticks. Yeah. So I get out there, and the car doors all start opening, and all these black people start getting out of a car. I'm oh, like, dear. what the hell? I, I the only black people I've ever seen up here are my friends, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, and these are strangers coming on my property, and they're, like, apologetic to me. Well, it turns out they're related to the family of the person who got murdered in my house all these years ago, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So we get to talking, and I, I invite them into the house, you know. We're having a conversation, and they see Nerd Rage News thing up on the wall, the clapperboard, right? Uh -huh. And the guy's like, you're Nerd Rage News? Oh my God! I saw you on the Mythwits, and I'm like, "You watch the Mythwits, <laughs> right?" And, no, and I'll start talking to him. Well, the guy, the guy. Okay, did you guys ever watch the Antique Roadshow? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's a black guy on Antique Roadshow named Merrill. Okay. Okay. If you ever watch it, look for him. This is the guy yeah. who was on my property. Okay. 
Wow. Yeah. And he's a fan of ours. <laughs> What's Isn't awesome? If awesome? you're hey, if you're watching, Meryl, thank you. That's awesome. We we love it. <laughs> Pete, hold on. We need to do a, a a soft stop on the show right now. Okay. Uh, everyone, please listen to this. If you're listening, if you're watching right now, if you actually watch or listen to this show, like, please take one moment. You can either send us an email at mythwits at gmail.com. You can shout us out at Facebook. Just literally just say something like that. Or what are some other ways? On, on Twitter, I'm at mythwits, at M-Y-T-H-W-I-T-S, uh, at M-I-K-E-K-A-F-E-S. Don't even worry about bothering with Pete. He doesn't do yeah, Twitter. I don't do the, the Twitter. Shout us out somewhere, some way. We actually are curious. Do you actually exist, and do you actually enjoy this? Yeah, I know, right? We, we really, honestly, I swear to God, we get almost no, – well, actually, we get nothing. Like, other than people who come and watch the show live, which is awesome. We love, we love them. Um, you know, we got David Benavides watching right now. We got Spence watching. Mama Marsh is watching. Um, and and we, we really appreciate them and everything. But other than that, we get nothing, right? Until we run into people and it's like, oh, yeah, I watch a show all the time. I'm like, well, shit, man. How about throw us a comment or something? I don't know. Just so, help so, us. Well, hey, all you people watching, something you should do. Take a selfie of yourself watching the show and post yes. it on Instagram. Yes. Oh my God, that would be the best. If Seriously, you do, if you do that, I will totally share that on our Instagram and our Facebook page and such. Yes, yes. might even like show it on the show. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah! All right. The first all right. person to do that will show it on the show next week. So I don't know if you all can see behind Steve. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on Steve right now just to make sure that you can see it while I'm talking. Steve has all the, he has these shelves, and on the shelves you see like herbs and stuff like that. Steve, one of your books, one of your books is herb, Herbocopia? Herbo, Herbocopia. Herbocopia. Yep. Okay, I was, I'm pronouncing that right. Um, which I guess you're a little bit of an expert on herbs. I've been doing, working with herbs for years, yes. I could, you could say I'm an expert. Uh, the book is a guidebook for someone who is trying to get into herbs but wants a scientific perspective. So I looked at the 50 herbs that my customers ask me about the most often, and I only looked at medical literature. And if I could find medical literature that backed up the claim about the herbs, I put it in the book. If I couldn't, even if I know the herb will help possibly in certain situations, I didn't put it in the book because I wanted the book to be a book that a doctor could pick up. If he doesn't know the herb, he can look at it, see the reference to the studies, and in, under each herb, I list all the drugs that studies have shown that have problems with the herb. So a doctor could check with that for contraindications. Dude, that is beautiful. I was just going to ask you, do you list, you know, like drugs that they interact with? Because honestly, herbs are, if they have an effect on the body, they are a drug. So it's like people say, people say, well, I'm taking, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm just taking herbs, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah, you better make sure that whatever herb you're taking is interacting with your drugs because herbs have effects. I mean, you're taking the herb for a reason. You're taking it to help you with something, right? Well, that's what you take drugs for. It's a drug too. So like, make sure it's not going to interact because they do. Right. And one of, this is some look, if you guys, anybody gets involved into natural medicine in any way, shape or form, just remember cyanide is natural. Do you mm -hmm. want some? 
Exactly. Well, exactly. hold on. This is all you need to know. There are two main groups of herbs, right? There's the sativa and the indica. Oh, right? God. <laughs> Those are your two main houses, and then the blend of which is where all other herbs come from. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, that's it. No, but, 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 boom. But seriously, like, there are vitamins that, that are, you know, you could, you could eat 10,000 units of them and you'll be okay. Like, vitamin C, you can't, as far as I know, you can't really overdose on vitamin C. But, like, vitamin A, you take too much of that and it will fuck you right the fuck up, right? That is the absolute truth. Yep. Yeah. And also, thresholds for individuals are different. So you can have 10 people taking the exact same dose and two of them will have serious issues. Six of them will get great results and two of them will get no results whatsoever. So, so Steve, you know, um, so one of the things, and you and I have talked about this and, and, and you know, uh, we've debated on this a little bit, but like, so the FDA doesn't regulate vitamins and herbs and such. Um, but one of the concerns that some people have about herbs is that um, being that they're not really that regulated, the amount of the, the, the actual amount that it says is in it and the amount that is in it, nobody's testing it, right? I mean, no outside okay. party is testing it. Are there problems with that or is that, is that handled internally or are there some companies better than others? Okay. Company that you deal with is everything. There are – okay, federal law does require the FDA to regulate every single herbal product on the market. Okay. Okay. However, the way that they regulate them is not the same way that they regulate drugs. And that, that becomes a real issue. So when you're looking at the regulation of herbs, a, if I sell you a bottle of herbs, here's a bottle of herbs, and I say this will cure A, B, and C, that is a violation of the law unless you have FDA approval to say it will cure A, B, and C. But I can say this will support heart health or this will support joint health. That is not a violation. The second thing is the amount of ingredients of the herbs that are in the packaging must be within 5% of what's on the label. If it's farther than that, it's not legally sold. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't companies violating that. There are companies violating that rule every single day. And some of them are the big companies. So you have to be very careful when you're looking. Like uh, one of the companies I used to deal with was, um, it was, uh, I won't say its name because I don't want to get sued. I was going to say, don't say the name, don't say the name. (laughs) This company was an independent company that provided some of the best herbal stuff out there. They sold to Procter & Gamble. Their quality dropped so bad that they had 216 recalls in one year. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Right. Right. So, they, so that's a problem that you have to worry about. Hey, so, uh, well, yeah, hold on uh, real, real quick, Mike. Uh, so j- just real quick. So one of the services, you have a health food store that you run. One of the services you provide to your customers and something that people should take into consideration if they're going to be taking herbs and stuff is to, is to get a good health food store that they work with, right? And, like, make sure you're working with somebody who – like, because I know you, you go to conventions all the time. You do your research. They should, they should definitely make sure that they, um, you know, have, have a working relationship with their health – you know, the health food provider because – um, like you're saying, the regulations are different, so make sure you you know you work with somebody you trust. 
Yes, absolutely. And there's, there's another level to this also. If you're going to a health food store and they tell you that something that they're recommending is going to cure something, run away. Right. I don't sell anything that I'm going to tell you will cure anything. Okay, that is a violation of U.S. law. And if someone is telling you that they are going to cure you, they're probably a con man. Right. Because it's mostly about it's, it's about treatment, right? Yes. Yes. It's, it's about supplementation to a good diet, which might, depending on your genetics, improve your lifestyle. Right. Absolutely. Very good. All right. All right. Uh, listen, listen. Can we, can we stop bearing the lead? And oh, yeah. Can we, can we address the 800-pound gorilla in the room, please? Can we? Do you mind? Can we do that, please? So you're going to bring I'm it sorry. down? I left my penis in the other room. Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> uh, leave it there. Leave it there. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. That oh, sorry. Not, that is not what I want to put my foot in. Um, so uh, I have a very... I have a very um, calming, very interesting question I would like to ask you, Steve. All right. Um, I'm going to try and be as professional and as calm as possible. All right. May I? Go right ahead. All right. What in the actual fuck is going on that you're selling shoes? Are you fucking Al Bundy? What in the hell? Well, Al Bundy was my hero. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I love feet. I love you, man. I swear to God. Just what I think, Steve can't get any more Steve. Steve gets more Steve down the steviness of the Stevie road to Stevieville and starts selling shoes. So um, please, enlighten us with the story. And as you do this, I know Pete's, I don't probably, I think we're showing pictures as we go. Yeah, but yeah. I'm actually pull up. I'm pulling up some of these pictures on the, on the website, and uh, we're going to look at them because. Okay. I'm so. I've designed 30 pairs of shoes, some for men, some for women, some that are unisex. I've released three of them. Every three weeks, I will release one more until I go through all 30. Any shoe that I sell seven of in a 30-day cycle will go into my permanent catalog and will always be available. If it does not make seven, I'm ditching it. That design obviously isn't good enough if people aren't buying it. Right. Now, these designs are being made by a master shoemaker in Italy, a guy named uh, Luke, Luca Botticelli. I'm horrible with Italian names, so I mm. probably just butchered that thing. And the shoes are made with uh, high-quality Italian leather. They're handmade. These are, these are masterpieces that you can put on your feet and will last you for many years. And the beauty of it is the price includes the shipping from Italy and the return shipping if you don't like the shoe. Right. Hold on. Let me, let me, Mike, are you ready? I'm sharing. Okay, Mike, I'm sharing your, your, your page. Or your, yeah. your, I'm sharing your share, whatever. So go ahead. All right. All right there we go. So this year we're looking at the uh... – the hell is this one here, Steve? Nerd is... Raid Shoes. That's the first one. Okay, so that's... this is the, – the sole is designed to be long-distance walking, okay? A comfortable shoe that you can go to any convention and wear all day long while walking the floor. It's high top, so it gives you ankle support. It's stylish. And best of all, if you like doing Fortnite dances, this is the shoe you want to wear. <laughs> oh, my God, Fortnite dance. Yeah, that's right. You are way into Fortnite. I love Fortnite, man. Oh, man, yeah. you know, I had Fortnite up running uh, through Twitch on, uh, for the World Cup on Sunday. 
We ran it all day long in my household. We were screaming at the TV. We were throwing stuff. <laughs> you know, Steve, I got to admit, that is a good-looking shoe. That is a good-looking shoe. Now, they're not cheap, though, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're high-quality shoes, but you, you pay a few pennies for it. Yeah, they're not cheap, but they're in a reasonable price range for a good-quality shoe. They're right. hitting between 150 and 250 a pair, depending on the specific shoe. Um, I mean, like that's the, unheard of. I will say that's not unheard of. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I also I have uh, male designs, female designs and unisex designs. So some of the future designs are out of this world hot for chicks. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I, what... I've been showing them to women for quite a while now to get and tweaking them to get the right. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I know I'm being generic. So, you know what? Fucking crucify me, whatever. I'm just going to go from my experiences from. Every single woman I've been with, women love shoes more than guys. I just, that is just my complete observation. I have never known a woman that, that likes shoes less than guys do. And they will Jennifer, pay money for it. What's that? Jennifer, can I get a witness? Yes, that's, that's, you're so, This shoe that you're looking at now, Nerd Living. This is the type of shoe that I wear every day. I love slip-ons. So this shoe has been designed for somebody to wear while they're at home, in the office, walking short distances. I probably wouldn't wear this shoe for like a 12-hour day. I don't think that it would be the perfect shoe for that. But for your general, just living your life, this is an awesome shoe. You know, this show, is... the, show the bottom of the sole. Do you have a picture of that? Uh, I'm on the website. So okay, so if you cycle down a little bit, you can okay. there, there you go. You can go you can cut across bottom of the soul there oh look at that that's a cool looking that's that's cool looking that shoe's got some soul baby doesn't it yeah and, the, and because these are handcrafted every shoe is unique so the soles will be slightly different on every one hey i will say this I, you know i gotta be fair there uh i don't know if greg is still in the room but, but buddy from work greg uh tom he well, i'm not gonna say his last name greg jumped in uh he he will pay a lot of money for shoes. Like I was talking to him the other day, he's like, he was telling me like he's got a ton of shoes and he he doesn't care. He'll drop two fifty on a pair of shoes, no sweat. To me, that's a heart attack. Like I'm like two fifty for shoes, and you know what? It's it's completely irrational because oh, if, I agree. If, I'm the because if way. I bear if I buy a pair of shoes and they last me like a year and a half, totally get my money's worth because I will only buy you know, a pair of shoes a year or every other year. And if they can last that long, it's totally, it's totally worth 250 bucks. I mean, like I would buy a pair of jeans that I, you know, that, that only last a year that I wear, you know, on a regular basis, but you wear those shoes every day and you walk on them, you know, like, like it's the, it, they, they take the biggest beating of any piece of clothing you have. So I'm kind of hypocritical on that. I'm like, Oh, you know, 200 bucks for a pair of shoes, but it shouldn't be. You, you should be willing to pay that for a pair of shoes okay. if they're going to last now, you. Hold so, on, because I got to get to this next shoe because okay. this is the one that could quite possibly like have me throwing my money at you, and I hate you for that, Steve. That's a good-looking shoe. That's a good-looking shoe. I'm buying three pairs of these for myself. Dude, that, that, is, a, that is a nice dress shoe. I love wingtips. Yeah, and it, if you notice, it's two-tone. It's like ox blood yeah. with yes. a sweep of black through the middle. Oh my I, God, I like that. Sharp. That's pretty. Uh -oh. That's a pretty shoe. So this, part, this part right here, I, I don't know. You're not seeing my um, 
We're seeing uh, we're seeing your mouse. Okay, that that, that part there is black. Yes. yes. Oh, I like that. That is a good yeah, little if you, shoe. If you cycle down, you can see close-ups of it. Okay, here we go. That here is a going. sharp shoe, dude. Should be one more to the close-up. There you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try and get used to the old uh, Nerd Rage logo there. I don't know if it goes with the, <laughs> you know, the dressiness, but I mean, you yeah, know. Yeah, but that's hidden under your pants if you're wearing proper length pants. That's correct. I mean, you just heard Pete and I say that we don't really buy the right kind of clothing. <laughs> no, ho, 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 ho! I said shoes. <laughs> I buy good clothing. Now, now here's another thing with with good quality shoes like this. These are shoes that can last you a lifetime. If you take care of the leather, the sole might wear out, but you can go to a local cobbler for 80 yes. bucks and have it resold. That's, That's true. the beauty of a quality shoe. You buy a cheap Walmart shoe for 20 bucks, that thing's going to last you six months if you're lucky, and then you're throwing it away. Dude, that's it. Yeah. Dude, I bought, a pair, I bought a pair of dress shoes from like a Target or one of these stores, whatever. And, you know, they're dress shoes, so I wear them, what, once every couple months, really? Because I don't really do a whole lot of dress shoe things. Dude, those shoes only last me like two years, so I wore them maybe ten times. You know what now, I mean? Like, now, Steve... I got a I got a question for you. I got to ask you because I got to know. I am a gentleman of a certain girth of foot, all right? And uh, I haven't looked exactly. I haven't seen the sizing chart here, but uh are you going to be able to fit uh, a gentleman of my girthiness of foot? Okay, so the basic website does not allow for wide shoes. However, oh. I'm speaking with Luca and there is a way to get wide shoes. I just don't have that worked out yet. Okay. Was it the second person to ask me that question. Dude, I'm number three because I got some big, fat fucking feet. My feet are so fat. I'm telling you, my feet are so fat that I buy like a half a size to a size bigger because my pinky toe will drill a hole through the side of a shoe. I'm not kidding. So I have a cure for that. I Cut the toe off. Dude, I've considered it. That fucking toe is useless. The only thing it does is tear holes through my shoes. I'm not kidding. You see my shoes? There's a hole right where the pinky toe is. Every fucking pair of shoes I own. That's mine funny. is even worse because mine, it's not the toe. It's actually the actual like side of my foot. Mine busts through the actual side of the shoe. Yeah, we got some fat ass feet, Mike. I know. <laughs> My feet are uh, like baseball bats. So the width thing is being addressed. Okay, and, good. And I believe that will be addressed very shortly. Fantastic. All right. You know, I actually talked to – oh, I'm not even going to get into it. Never mind. I'm going to skip that. No, that's too personal. All right. Anyway, <clears throat> it's about my toes. But anyway, all right. So, Steve, I think we have covered, like, every fucking thing you're doing, which is uh, is a lot of stuff. Uh, but we got some other we got some other business to attend to. Um, so, so Mike. All right. So for those of you who don't know, um, if you're only watching the video, well, thank you because you are in a, in a distinct minority, but you guys don't get to see or hear, um, the wonderful production I do of the, our summer movie draft, um, updates every week. So I urge anyone who's, who watches to still go and subscribe to our podcast feed because, I do a pretty good uh, 
thing here. Uh, Pete, did you have a chance to listen to this week's? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You do a good job with that wrap up. It's good. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate the work you put in on that. Yeah, I, uh, but I, yeah. So you heard it. So, but it's really good. I mean, you know, and uh, things are really kind of heating up. Uh, for and second for place. One... Yes. Huh? For second place. Yeah, yeah. Heating up. Yeah, yeah. For... Yes, for second place, things are really <laughs> heating up. Um, really, <laughs> first place is sort of. It's a bit of a lock. It's a bit locked of a in stratosphere. I'm finding just interesting facts to talk about instead of <laughs> first place. <laughs> no, it, uh, it, just in case anyone's hearing this for the first time, they have they haven't found the movie draft thing. Uh, these fools let me get um, uh, Endgame and Toy Story Four, and with those two movies, I have literally obliterated everybody else. Like I got Hellboy, and I spent way too much money on it, but I had to spend money on something. Hellboy earned me sh- nothing. I might as well not even have bought it. It's like <laughs> it's like one of the worst movies. It totally is. But you with are the best earning movie and the worst earning movie, of the pretty two. pretty much. And um, so so I got you know, well. I took a chance. I didn't know. I didn't know what the new Hellboy was gonna be like. I was like, ah, oh, what the fuck? I got some money. I'll buy it. Um, but but yeah. So first place is the totally locked. There's just there's absolutely zero chance anyone's going to catch up with me. So Mike and I talked about it, and we we were like, well, that's no fun. That that actually ruins the draft because like it's no fun if there's no competition, right? So we have actually turned the draft into the race for second place. So yeah. so Mike, talk about the heated. I just want to explain to everybody that that second place is like a heated run because we're actually oh, focusing it, on that. It is, and God, I'm I'm like racing to try and pull up the uh, the. Uh thing where is it i'm, I'm not well, so, so it's so it's we got scott ziggler we got a kovacs is the, the the two of them run um empty set entertainment and um uh, they do like scott writes all these awesome novels if you if you've never read a scott ziggler book fucking what's wrong with you if you're a nerd and you love like nerd stuff scott ziggler writes awesome stuff read steve's stuff first but then read scott's um but scott writes some oh, he's such a good author and um we convinced them two to come on. They did the movie draft with us, and uh, we had Violet Lavoie come on. One of my favorite. I, I love Violet. She is so funny and so just like ah, uh, she just she is so awesome in like the shit that she does. That dude, the hot wing thing. She was off the hook with some of her answers, but anyway. So the three of them played with us, and um, so Mike A and Scott have really been kind of jockeying for second position. Um, <laughs> poor Violet. She's fifth place. Yeah, all the way. I'm almost there, ready to go. You did such I, a good job, I, dude. Man. I have been stalling. Come on, man. There we go. Yeah, yeah, here, right. here we go. Right. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Right. Um, so, uh, there's this to look at, and then um, this is a little more. Um, yeah, they can't see most of that, dude. It's like off screen. Oh. There we go. That, that. There, there we go. Can you can you Maybe. bring that over a little bit anyway? Like, let's scoot it over. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm working with a lot of a lot of a lot of ball, balls in the air here. All right, there we go. That's a little better. Okay. So, uh, Pete's over there with 160, uh, 1.26 million dollars. I'm the green um, line. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm the blue see, line. Seven hundred fifty-eight million, and. Uh, and then uh, Scott Sigler is really kind of catching up. And the, the scary thing is, and here was what we need to talk about. 
The scary thing is he has one movie. I am on I'm on my plateau. I have nothing to come out. I'm just riding the rest of the month out until Oh, you're you're done. I, uh, well, I've been doing a lot of research on Hobbs and Shaw and they're thinking, and that's why, remember yesterday I asked, I was like, what was that thing you said about uh, uh, what it's going to earn? Well, yeah. it's opening weekend and double it. So um, if, it, it all depends on what its opening weekend is. If, if Hobbs and Shaw does $70 million. Oh, you I still got Hobbs and Shaw coming in. He does. Oh, he does. Oh, okay, okay, right, all right. I am just $100 million. I'm just Ooh, 100. He could take you. He just could maybe but but uh, did violet yeah. jump up above a yes so you did, did oh, you maybe, not listen? no maybe i didn't listen to this week's holy shit so violet took third place oh yeah see we're gonna listen to it then oh, i meant fourth one two three fourth place oh shit we have to listen to that all right hey mike your screen is all like kind of like out of sync and stuff so oh shit hold on we disconnected something went wrong oh shit what the fuck uh-oh Hold on, give me a second. Come on. All right, I picked it back up. Go ahead. All right. Uh, let me pull up the – we're going to do – see if I can do this really quickly. That is the Audacity down here, and here is this week's. Tell me you can hear this now. Yep. This is the Mythwits 2019 Summer Movie Draft Minute. I'm your host, Mike Cavis of the Mythwits. Here are your standings as of Friday, July the 26th, 2019. Ladies and gentlemen, in an unlikely, unprecedented upset for the privilege of being the fifth place conservator, empty set entertainment's very own director of doom a kovacs is in fifth place with 458 million dollars in an even more unprecedented inexplicable turn of events author and movie critic violet lavoie climbs out of the bowels of last place like an american ninja warrior clutching the top of the warp wall she is now in fourth place with Four hundred and eighty-six million dollars. Future Dark Overlord Scott Sigler is in third place with six hundred and forty-six million dollars, but continuing to unabashedly edge his way closer to claiming my God-given birthright. Speaking of my role in life, the guy that is always in second place, me, Mike Cavis, has seven hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. Unlike Number Peter two. Bryant being in first place with one point two six billion dollars. Here are two lesser-known facts that are way more interesting. First, babies are born without kneecaps. And second, there are more micro-creatures living on your body right now than there are people alive in the world. This has been your 2019 Mythwits Summer Movie Draft Minute for the week of July the 19th to the 25th, powered by Aetherforge Creations. That's uh, that is impressive. Violet, Violet climbed out of fifth place. I know. How the she fuck? What did it? What did it? Uh, uh, what is it? The Lion King. Actually oh yeah, she had... got Lion King. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, the Lion King actually gave her two hundred and some, like eighty or ninety million dollars. Man, it's just crazy. Does, does A have anything left, or she spent? A 
has. Hold on. A has. Uh, let's see. Nope, A has nothing left. Yes. Oh fuck! She is gonna be in fifth place. <gasps> Dude, she was in second for like so long, like for a while. He was in second and third, yeah. Oh, shit. Hey, Steve, and you it, know what? We should bring Steve on next year for this. Steve, you like movies, right? I love movies. All right. you got. We got to get Steve on this one next year. Maybe. Yeah, because it would be good. He'd be one that would be involved. In, but the only thing is, like, well, not the only thing, but we're trying to get uh, A and Scott on board for doing this with us next year. And hopefully if we go to Superfest uh, again. Uh, I, don't, uh, I know the whole like Sigler Fest thing. I, I don't know how that's going to work out, but I right, whatever. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But regardless, yeah, I, I definitely I want people who are uh, who want to promote stuff. So Steve, you're definitely would be in for that. So why not? So all right, uh, that's that. Uh, I'm kind of shaking in my boots a little bit. Uh, it is definitely going to be a little, little little scary because. I like this. I'm glad there's a finally a fucking shakeup in this one because there's been it's been really kind of like da, 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 you know pretty predetermined you know like so I'm really glad there's been some shakeup. All right, Mike, are you ready to do a game? I am. Except, right, hold on, real quick. First, everybody, make sure you check out nerdragenews.com uh, for all of Steve's cool stuff. Uh, you can also go to aliveshoes.com forward slash nerd-rage-shoes. Um, let's see. And then there's uh, alive shoes and there's forward slash nerd living and aliveshoes.com forward slash nerd-professional. Um, and where, oh, oh, you go on Amazon? If you go on Amazon and you search Steve Wallet, and that's Wallet with two T's. No. <laughs> Dr. Steve That's Wallet. true. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Steve Wallet. But if you just type in Steve Wallet, you'll, you'll find his books. Um, yeah, just like Steve Wallet on Google. You'll find a lot of crazy stuff about yeah. it. And he has an app. We didn't, we didn't even – we kind of like just kind of passed the app. But he's got um, he's got his Nerd Rage Uprising app, which is a, yeah, a game it, you can it's play. It's pretty cool. It's fun. It's a fun little game. Mike, you ready oh. for the game? Yeah, man, let's right, do this. Here we go. You're going to hear music, and you're going to be up. Okay, here you go. I'm controlling the board, so Mike doesn't... Yeah, whatever, anyway. All right, ready? Here we go. Hey, everybody. It's game time with the Mythwits. I'm your host and uh, game master, Michael Capitz. And today we are going to play a game that is yet undetermined with the title. It's kind of like a trivia number science -y game. What would uh, Pete? What did you say? Uh, there was a guest, uh, like Factoidia or something. We'll, we'll come up with something. This is, it's kind of a new yeah. game. Mike sort of slightly yeah. sprung it on me. So, but. I, I've been doing these once in a while where I, I come up with these interesting facts, and uh, basically I present them to you. It's it's a it's learning through games, okay? Because these are some facts that are just some of them are very mind blasting. So that's the part that I really enjoy about them. So we have two people, uh, pa Petra and um, uh, Stefan, and I will be giving each of you um, some statement, uh, fact, scientific fact, with some numeric amount that's missing that you will have to guess uh, the correct number, date, and or value. 
So um, since there are two people, we will uh, basically just do the person who goes um, basically gets closest to it. If you're over or under, it doesn't matter. If we had three people, then we would do prices right rules because okay. obviously. All right, so, so Steve and I are going to guess on this. You're going to give us a thing, and we're going to give you a number, and we're both going to right. guess this number, and whoever's the closest gets the point. That is correct. Fantastic. Now, okay. Uh, and, and uh, yeah, there's no sense in using – I don't have to use science um, to see who's more right because it's either you know the number it, it is uh, quantifiably um, right. correct. You don't have to use your beep, bop, boop, That's beep, bop, boop. Right. right. All right, so, Mike, <laughs> how many questions are there? And that's Just okay. So, just so I make sure, because I didn't ask you this. How many questions? Uh, I was, uh, uh, I just did six questions with a okay. uh, possible tiebreaker. All right. Fantastic. All right. And you're keeping score for me? Yeah, I am. I'm on it. Love you, buddy. Love you. Okay, here we go. And uh, we'll start with Steve, uh, since you're our guest, and then we will alternate who gets to go first. All yep. right. So, Steve, the adult human skeleton has 206 bones, typically. Okay. However, babies are born with an average of blank bones. So how many bones are babies born with? I mean, you would be correct to assume that it's around 200-ish, but obviously it's either less or more. So, uh, Steve, how many bones do you think? Uh, I'll go with 225. 225. All right, and Peter. I'm going to say it's got to be less. I don't think babies lose bones. I think they gain them. I'm going to go with – because I know they teeth. Teeth count as bones, right? Um, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to say 200. Okay. Uh, Steven? Yes. You are awarded your first point. Wow. Awesome. Hold on, wait. Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to do the sound effect because – we're, someone's always going to be right. So, Steve, you get the point. But Steve can still get his, his good buzzer. Do you want his good, You want the good buzzer? All right, I'll give you the good buzzer. There you go, Steve. All right, there we go. So, uh, babies are born with an average of 270 bones. Pete, would you fail to Jesus understand... Jesus Christ, they lose fucking bones. <laughs> In their head alone, there's constantly, there's bones oh, that are... Oh, shit, they fuse. Ah, oh, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, right, it's... Oh, fuck, right, they fuse together, right? I forgot about that. That's right, okay. So, hey, listen, that was the first question. I think, I mean, it, you like these, right? This is yeah, I mean, that's interesting. No, that's cool. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot about bones fusing together. All right, go ahead. This one is more historical in nature, and I doubt you would really know it. Um, <clears throat> so in medieval Europe, a moment, okay, a moment was exactly how many seconds? A moment. Peter, you get to go first. A moment. What the fuck? Okay, a moment. <laughs> the defined amount of seconds. Okay. All right. The medieval people, they have these weird things. Like It's not going to be like 10. It's not going to be some nice, easy, divisible thing. It's going to be some kind of weird fucking like 12 or 7 or some shit. I'm going to say 7. I'll go 7. You're saying 7 seconds. Yeah, because it's lucky or some dumb bullshit that the medieval people would go with. Some superstitious something or other. 
Some like a king's a king had seven fucking toes. So that was seven minutes. That was that was a moment. All right. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead, Steve. Well, as as he guessed what I was going to guess, <laughs> I will go with eight. <laughs> Ooh, you're uh, you're sniping him. Well, uh. I'm going to have to say, again, Steve is correct. Son of a bitch. Here you go, Steve. Now, what I wanted to, what, it, what, I, what I'm going to say to you, which is, would have been a hint if I had to, is that think about the time and, and time dilation and, and things, the, the lifestyle of time that was back then, okay? So, in other words, you know, it took uh, weeks to go to the next town. It took longer time, so things would be kind of uh, spread out more in that uh, a moment is actually defined as 90 seconds, a minute and a half. So wow. when somebody said, take a moment to compose yourself, maybe it was like, you know, okay, all right, all right sit down, take a moment, breathe, take a moment, drink water. <laughs> 90 seconds before they had to say, the British are coming. <laughs> I did not know that a moment was a measure of time. Okay. Right. There you go. Uh, okay, here we go. Number three, uh, Steve, you go. You are first. Here we go. Okay. It takes approximately 13 minutes for a camel to drink their maximum possible amount of how many gallons of water? Now, while we're on this subject, are we of the opinion and we understand that they do not, they do not store water in their homes, Right. We are, we are of a scientific level to know, or I'm just throwing this out there for anyone in, in our audience to know that uh, camels' humps are actually more for where they store fatty, fatty and food. nutrients, yeah. but they do not store water. That said, for no in particular reason, anything related to this, Steve, your average, and I, don't ask me if it's a hump, a double humpback or what, or an African swallow, okay, but the average amount of water that a camel maximum average that a camel can drink in 13 minutes is how many gallons all right before i give an answer i have to say i respect your opinion on this water thing but you know you you have your right to it anyway <laughs> oh that's a dig on me that's a dig on me <laughs> ouch oh i will god I never really thought about this. I'm going to say 18 gallons. So say you. So say you all. 18 gallons. How about you, Peter? God, 18 gallons. That's a lot of fucking water, man. But it's a camel. But a camel's a big fucking thing. I mean, they're huge. They're huge. Do I go under or over? Fuck, because that like eighteen gallons seems like a lot, but maybe not really. Um, shit, because if go I say nineteen and it's any more than wrong. eighteen, what's that? Go against your grain because you've been wrong twice. I know. I fuck. I don't know. <laughs> Fifteen gallons. Sure. Uh, so, oh, so Steve said eighteen. Eighteen. I say fifteen. Fifteen. Peter, guess what? Huh? You're wrong again. Oh, yeah. Hey, this is for me. <laughs> God damn it. Because it takes approximately 13 minutes for a camel to slurp up 30 
gallons Holy of water. Shit. Holy hell. God damn, it's a lot of water. That, and oh. that's proof that they keep it in the hump. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's in their feet. Now, you know what's in it? You know what's even more interesting about camels? They have fucking crystals in their nose that they can draw moisture out of the air. That is nuts. That is awesome. That is nuts. Oh, did I mention that these are facts that'll fuck you up? Yeah, no, right. 30 <laughs> fucking gallons. Jesus Christ. So right. what you're saying is if I'm in the desert and I need water, kill a Drink fucking a camel. camel. <laughs> Drink the camel blood because they do. They carry that water in their bloodstream. Fuck oh, yeah. Man. I'm a vampire that shit. Hey, that's why I always carry a pack of camels in my pocket. Nice. Mm -hmm. Good one. Good one. No, f right. wait a minute, but you got to have the filtered kind because, you know, they, the impurities in the blood. Of course. Yeah, right. Okay. Hey, Rochelle. How you doing, honey? All right. Um, let's see. Uh, what is going on? Here's our next one. Uh, it's number four, and that means it is Peter's turn, correct? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, so I can right. fuck this one up first. Okay, go ahead. Pete. There is approximately... Oh, this one is of my. I'm going to give you a minute, okay? I need you to. Con this is about clouds. Give me okay? about a minute. About a minute on this one. Yeah. A, so, moment. a moment. A yes, moment. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Very. It's more than a minute, Steve. Uh, so, there is approximately. You know what a, a, cum a cumulus, cumulus cloud? Yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Right? Real white puffy ones, okay? Mm -hmm. So that you can approximately from one cubic meter, okay? So about three feet or so, three cubic feet of water. Okay, there is about a half a gram of water vapor that you can pull from a cumulus cloud. Okay, half a gram. Now, how much would a one kilogram, a, a kilogram, a one kilometer cumulus cloud weigh? A kilometer. I mean, you know, it's a cloud, right? I mean, they float around in the sky. Say this again. No, no, say this again. All right, start over. So if you had how much? What was this? Half a gram of water in a cubic meter. All right? Cubic meter. Okay. So a kilometer. Kilometer? Is a thousand meters. So you're saying a cubic kilometer, right? Yes. So it's a thousand by a thousand by a thousand. Fuck me. Thousand by so a thousand by a thousand. That's a million by a thousand. You better not start pulling out a piece of paper and doing math, okay? That's a billion. So how many gra how many grams in a, in a, in, a, in the normal one in the, in the thing? Half a half a gram. Half a gram. I'm going to say 330 million grams. 330 million grams. All right. Uh, uh, Peter has given his answer in grams. Steven, you do not have to give your answer in grams because I have it in all um, of them. So I can give it in grams. Whatever you'd like to That's do. That's fine. What? So it's. Can you repeat the question? Oh, shit. You said three grams. Fuck. That's not three right. Grams. 
I didn't say three grams. I said half a gram. Thirty gram. Half at a gram. Meter. Fuck! I did that math all wrong. I, I'm gonna stick with three hundred thirty. <laughs> I did. I did it all wrong. Half a gram per cubic. You guys meter, are correct? just assuming that it's that it's the actual weight in water. I mean, I'm I'm just saying that you guys are assuming that. I'm just. Fuck! I don't know, dude. It is too much math. Well, you didn't give a volume of water. You gave a weight of water. A gram is a weight. You asked for weight. So what are we looking at? Uh, thousand, thousand, thousand. That's, that's water that. vapor. That's water what? vapor. Just that's say a that. number. Just whatever. Gazillion. A... I, I, will, I will admit that I may have been drinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a. I might have had a couple red, red. Was this? Hold on. This is a really good hey, beer, but Scott Pond in the room, ladies and gentlemen. Scotty Pond. If you've never had Racer Five beer, this is a fucking awesome wow. beer. It's one of my all favorite right. beers of all time. Love this beer. I'm, I'm trying that. All right, Steve. I need an right. answer. Right. I'm trying. I'm trying to convert grams to kilograms. So I'll just give it to you in grams. We'll go with five. What did I say? Hold on, stop. It was 500 million grams. Ooh, that's Five bigger than my number. Grams. <laughs> <laughs> Just say a number. God damn it, Mike. Let's go. What is it? Hey, Google. Convert 500 it was 5 million. million. No, 5 million grams. 5 million grams. <laughs> 500,000, are you saying 500,000 kilograms? No. What are you saying? Five, in the five million grams. Yeah, I guess that would, no, knock three zeros off of that. So what would that be? 5,000 kilograms? Okay, so you're saying 5,000 kilograms. Yeah, why not? Pete, I'll let you that one. <laughs> I said 330,000 grams. 330,000 grams. All right, well. First of all, I'm going to give you this in English terms, okay? What a one-kilometer cubed cloud of water vapor, a, you know, cloud, will weigh 1,100,000 pounds, which is 5,500 5, tons, or, Steve, you should have stuck with your original answer, of 499 kilograms. So, although you are wrong you are less wrong than pete so you're right <laughs> there you go steve all right bitch. i swear to god these all are not that was the worst one I all right i was gonna was say because that took way too much time let's fucking let's go come on here we go uh steve on september the 13th 1922 in el aziza libya scientists recorded the hottest temperatures ever measured on the planet earth the mercury soared to what temperature? It's best not be in that fucking Celsius either. Well, I mean, I again, I have it in no. freedom height, in freedom, uh, freedom height, or in uh, Celsius. We're doing it. One hundred and forty-four degrees Fahrenheit. One hundred and forty-four degrees Fahrenheit. Peter, I'm gonna say it's too high. It's got to be about one twenty-five Fahrenheit. One twenty-five. One twenty-five, and you said one forty. Four. Four. Oh, shit. The answer is 136. That means that... I'm eight off. 
and Pete is six off, right? They're, they're no. no. Nine. Pete's not Steve wins Pete. a goddamn again. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. By one point, some bitch. Poor bastard. <laughs> hey, Steve, you know what? There you go. <laughs> Man, Steve, I'm running sorry, dude. Running the board. <laughs> no, that All one right. was close. I mean, that, that was really close. Okay. Uh, this is the last question. 136. Jesus Christ. That is fucking crazy hot. That is like, I mean, you know, motherfuckers say Africa hot. <laughs> Fuck that, Africa hot. Hot. Yeah, I know. Okay, here we go. Uh, number six. There is enough DNA in the average person's body to stretch from the sun to the planet Pluto and back. No, you're already wrong. You're already right. Statement's already wrong. Uh, I'm sorry. How is that? Repeat that. What did you just say? There is enough DNA in the average person's body. In other words, if you take every strand of every sure, DNA. Sure, I got you. I'm every, following that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. From Earth to where? Pluto. To Pluto. Okay, to Pluto. Okay, that's correct. Yes, to Pluto. The orbiting body and, known as Pluto. And back. Yeah, you said planet. That was wrong. But go ahead. Pluto's a planet. Uh, how many times? <laughs> What's that? Actually, what I said is from the planet Earth to Pluto. No, you said but planet it, Pluto. We can, we can do the playback on it, but I heard planet Pluto. Fine, we will. Okay, so uh, how many times can you lap your DNA? Can you connect your DNA chains to Pluto, the planet, and the Earth and back? How many laps can you make? Steven. Where am I going? Pluto. You and your DNA. My DNA will never go to Pluto. The Yaga people live there. The fun guy, you know? The fuck Amigo no, live there, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah the fuck Migo, that. They will climb is. down I our fucking DNA, there. and that's the end of mankind. Mike, no. Yeah, no, that answer is, uh, no, that's, I refuse to answer. It's terrible. I won the game already, so Pete doesn't have to answer either. That's right. Dave, We're... <laughs> we don't have to do price tweet rules because uh, there's only there's only two of them, so it doesn't matter. But um, <laughs> I don't want the ego. I didn't. I, I did not agree to to come on this thing and do Cthulhu stuff, man. Right, and allow the ego to come to Earth. That's fucked up, Mike. Cthulhu has strained your DNA, strung it up like a string of pearls. And sent it out to Pluto and back. How many times? Six. Six. Peter. Hold on. Give Hold me one second. Hold on. Oh, oh, he's going to the random chance. <laughs> going to the dice. <laughs> hey, can I give you a can I give you a hint? Yeah, sure. Roll a D twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're playing Star Trek. I'm going to roll my special Star Trek die here. Oh, the one that screws you every week. It does. Uh, 14. 14's my numbers, uh, 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 Mike. 14. 14, and you said? Six. Six. Four, oh, my God. The dice did not fuck you, Pete. All right. There's enough DNA in the average person's body. Uh, in, in my case, maybe a little extra. I might be able to do an extra lap or two, but to do 17 laps to Plut the planet Pluto and back. Hey, wait, wait! I get hold on. I didn't get skunked. I get a. Point. 
I get a yeah. I got one point. I'm not completely R word. All right. Now, you guys want to hear the tiebreaker real quick? Yeah, sure. Sure. Make it quick. How the hell? Okay. For for two points, just to make Pete feel like he three point five through four points, make Pete Pete like he has a chance. Four right. points. Okay. Whatever. As of July, as of the twenty third of July, twenty nineteen, the tallest building in the world is the Burj Khalifa in Dubai. It stands how many feet and or meters tall? It's going to make me feel worse. You're going to make me feel worse. Now I'm going to lose by more points. How tall is the tallest building in the world? 6,000 miles. Fuck, I don't know. Um, Hold on. (laughs) Fucking thing. I don't even know. I don't even know. Tall. See, it, I, I, I had so many of these no questions. Idea. I had to separate out. And ha- I have two no, games. That's no fucking idea, man. I don't know. And, what, a mile? 5,280 uh, 5, feet. Okay, he said 5,280 feet. And you say? 1,750 feet. 1,750. Well, I believe by sheer math, I can do it in my head. Uh, that you are correct because the tallest building in the world, as of it is right now, is 2,717 feet. Yeah, there we go. Great. Wow. So four points to Steve. Yeah, all right, I got fucking trounced. <laughs> <laughs> so we get a matter of perspective. That's about nine football, a little over nine football fields. Dude, that shit's all fucking My foreign to me. Died. I have – no, your camera's good. We can still see you. Uh, no, I, I mean it. The stand fell. Oh, okay. I have, dude, I have, when it comes to like building heights, I have no fucking idea. Like, I don't know, 1,000 feet, 10,000 feet, 100,000 feet, fuck, I, orbit, whatever. I'm... All right. Well, Steve, congratulations. Hey, man. Steve. You did, did a phenomenal job. And this Wait, time, I had, no, I had no feeling at all that you were cheating. Congratulations. Hey, You're Steve. Welcome. Steve. <laughs> there you go. All for you, buddy. You get. All right, hey Mike, Mike, since since I since you're saying I won this thing, I, I expect a prize. You're going to go buy a pair of my shoes, right? You wear them on my hands. Come on, I trounced him. That deserves money. Yeah, Mike, I agree. Yeah. I, Especially I after throwing in that Cthulhu question. There you go, Mike. What, what size shoe do you wear, Steve? What? What size shoe do you wear? No, you don't have to buy me a pair of shoes. You no. buy you buy yourself a pair. No. Uh, what size shoe do you wear? Size 11. I will buy a pair of your shoes, but they're your shoes I'm buying. So <laughs> <laughs> I will bring them to the next convention you're at. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, we got to wrap this up. We've gone right. long as usual. All right, everybody, real quick, let's do this. Let's do the thing. Make sure you go to nerdragenews.com and check out aliveshoes.com forward slash nerd-rage.shoes. Or nerd-living or nerd-professional. Also, check out Steve's stuff at Amazon. Uh, you can look him up, just Dr. Steve Wallet. Um, and he's also on IMDb uh, as Steve Wallet. He's done, it just does so much shit. Books, movies, fucking shoes. Um, but, but, uh, but absolutely check out all this stuff. And I forgot to mention earlier, because it just didn't occur to me, but I should have... Uh, you know, David Benavides, one of our 
the number one fans, right? He was in Don't Say His Name. He had a big part in that as well. Uh, he was like in that second, like the, the, the second half of that movie. So him and his daughter. What the fuck is with this thing? Hold on. There we go. All right. The the I, I fucking streaming thing is fucking with us. Anyway, so um so make sure you check out all of Steve's stuff and uh and and hey we don't know what the next couple of weeks is gonna look like because apparently YouTube has decided to kill Hangouts, which is what we use to like initially to get our, our, our group together. Um so we're gonna have to change up some shit. So if it looks different in the next week or so or whatever our show may change our format a little bit we'll see uh we've already got plans we already knew this we knew this was coming we just weren't sure when um so you'll just have to bear with us if there's some growing pains so there may may be some tech wits coming up yes i was gonna say the tech wits show right again (laughs) i mean it it takes a lot to put this show together i mean you see like you got the scores and pictures and and overlays and names and all this shit that we put on the show uh, and music and all that kind of stuff. Well, that that doesn't happen by accident. There's a lot of programming that goes into that, and a lot of things have to happen. So if we use a streaming program that changes shit up, it can really mess with like, oh fuck, that maps differently now, and it won't handle this. And that. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see. We'll try and bring you the same show we bring you every week. We're just gonna see. We'll see what happens. We've got a couple things we're working on. So there's there's um. Uh, Google has the what? What is the new thing they have? Uh, what was it? It's not. I want to say match. It's not match. It's um, Meetup, right? Or Meet? Google Meet is one of the things we were playing with. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But we'll, we'll still be here. We'll be here next week. For audio listeners, sorry, we just wasted three minutes of your time. Go, Pete, run that footage. All right, you <laughs> motherfucker. I'm just trying to help people, you know, prepare for change because people like All Mike. Little- all People like Mike don't like change, do we, Mikey? Not thanks to you. You, you're P- Pete's bootstrap therapy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, guess what? You have just enjoyed another episode of The Myth Wits. If you don't have time for videos, make sure to subscribe to our podcast via your favorite podcatcher. Do the like, follow, subscribe things wherever it's appropriate, and make sure to share your favorite episode on social media to help spread Mythwit's love over the entire planet. Tweet us at MythWits, because Mike will get that, and check out MythWits.com. Myth, hey, and we said on the show, look, seriously, guys, if you, people, women, everybody, babies, no, no babies, but if you watch this show or listen to this show, please, like, just reach out and let us know you listen to it. We never hear from anybody working in a vacuum here. We know people are watching it. We see the stats. We just never hear from you. because We would love to hear from you. We'll share anything you got to say as long as it's nice and positive. <clears throat> anyway, MythWits is part of the TSR Podcast Network. Check out TSRPN.com and TSRGames.com for more cool stuff. MythWits is a Creative Commons product. Like and share it in all the places. Just don't edit it. Don't change it. And don't put it on your feet. You're bound to get Nerd Raid-itis. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tell your friends to tune in. And until next Monday, Mike... Please validate us. Validate what we do. We have very thin, very sh- very shallow personalities. We need we need to be validated. This is the Mythwits 2019 Summer Movie Draft Minute. I'm your host Mike Kafis of the Mythwits. Here are your standings as of Friday, August the second, 2019. 
A. Kovacs, the director of Dune, is in fifth place with $464 million. Violet Lavoie is in fourth place with $606 million. Scott Sigler just wrapped up the final episode of The Reef over at scottsigler.com and started another great GFL novella this week, The Detective. The Future Dark Overlord is in third place with $668 million. I, Mike Kafis, am in second place with $763 million, but I hear the fast and furious approaching sounds of a drop to third place. With a completely precedented, expected, unchanged first place, it's Peter Bryant with $1,283,000,000. This has been your 2019 Mythwit Summer Movie Draft Minute for the week of July the 27th to August the 1st, powered by Aetherforge Creations.